0: Hey, this is Jody Vesley here again, and this is the Heartway Pastor and Missionary Caregiver Podcast. We are in Season 7, Episode 2 on Constructive Conversations, and so I'm here today again with my wife Gabby for this uh, season. And today we're going to discuss something that we run into a lot, which is counseling misconceptions. And a lot of these misconceptions, I think, um, are unspoken, and there may be sitting in your mind uh, and a reason that you don't go to counseling, or you're weary of counseling, or you've had a bad experience at one time with counseling, which definitely can happen, and it's keeping you from trying again. So, let's get started. So, Gabby. Would you say that um, counseling is a safe place to be open and discuss really deep things even sometimes things that you haven't told anyone else?
1: Yes um, pretty uh, every counselor I know or any good counselor I know definitely takes confidentiality um, very seriously. So whatever you tell a counselor, as long as it's not, you know, a suicide risks for yourself or a possibility of hurting others, it's more than likely not going to leave the room or leave wherever you are between you and the counselor. So it should be a safe place. You should feel comfortable and safe sharing things with your counselor.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree I think it's in my experience sometimes it's the very first time you get to know someone in the first session of counseling and other times it might be it might be a while uh, before you have feel comfortable enough with each other to start speaking about some of those things like they can come up over time so, do you think it's important to for someone considering counseling to be fully upfront with all details from the beginning, the very first time they meet, or is it something that's okay to share over time some of those uh, more sensitive issues?
1: Yeah, I think that's a good question. Um... Anybody that I counsel with, I try to let them know um, obviously up front and then throughout the whole time I'm talking with them, you know, however many sessions they um, all during the sessions that they are in complete control of our sessions and the fact of what information they want to give me and what information they don't want to give me. Um, I don't feel that it's beneficial for me to pry um, and I want whoever is coming to me to know that, you know, uh, they have a choice. Because a lot of times people are coming to me and maybe they've had trauma, um, and it's really important for them to reestablish that they're in control, that they don't have to share anything that they don't want to share, that that's completely up to them. Um, so I definitely think that going slow is not a bad thing, um, especially if it's... You, I don't want anybody to feel uncomfortable when they're talking to me, so if what they're sharing with me is making them feel uncomfortable and making them feel like they don't want to see me again, and that... Um, that's just not, that's not how I'd want a session to go with somebody. I wouldn't want a session to end like that. So I don't encourage anybody to, to share quickly. Um, I, I want them to share when they're comfortable with sharing. Um, it is hard to really get to a heart of an issue if people are not sharing the full story. Um, so I can see the benefit of that, but again, it's not my right to make somebody tell me everything that's on their heart and mind. Yeah. That's that's they're right. They're you know they're mm-hmm. in charge of that. So, um, really, I, I would have never pushed somebody to tell me.
0: Yeah. You know, everything. So it's better to share more early on, but it's not necessary in all situations. So it can. Yeah, I
1: think once you develop a relationship and it's the person can understand that you're trustworthy, um, they are more likely to share with you. And I think that's healthy.
0: Mm-hmm. Are, there, are there times where it's necessary? I, mean, I know the answer, right? There are times when, there are, when it's necessary to uh, break confidentiality, and that's in the intake forms that we, we give out. Um, it explains all of that, and we kind of go over that up front. Um, like in the case of abuse or suspected abuse, especially when children are involved, is is big. Um,
1: Even, even. so like when it comes to suicide or, you know, um, ideas of hurting other people, um, I try to explain to people when I'm talking to them, um, if you tell me that I'm having suicidal thoughts, I'm gonna ask you more questions about that, um, but it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to have to contact somebody about that. If you come and tell me that I'm going to kill myself, you know, I'm going to kill myself today, I would definitely be reaching out to somebody. That would be the time that I would breach confidentiality. I'd have to, and I would reach out to somebody, um, that could help them. So, um, even with suicidal thoughts, uh, there is there is um a Don't be scared to talk to your counselor about suicidal thoughts. They need to know those so they can help you. Um, And just because you're having suicidal thoughts um, doesn't mean that it's going to, you know, that your counselor is gonna freak out and notify people. Um, So I think that's sometimes a fear that people have.
0: Yeah, Um, if you're going to harm someone or yourself, then it's up to us to report that information.
1: Yeah. And even with harming people. Like I've talked to people where like they were like, you know, I had this intense sensation that I wanted to harm somebody, but I knew it was silly and that wasn't a real thing, like I wasn't really going to act on it. And those are those are again different than a plan to go and hurt somebody.
0: Mhm. Yeah. So you know some people have this idea that a counselor is just going to tell people what to do um, like okay here's my problems and they say okay well you need to do this this and this what do you think about this idea um, I
1: would say there might be some counselors out there that are like that that's not how I think effective, or personally, I don't, I don't like to do counseling like that. Um, I don't want to tell anybody what to do because ultimately it's not my life, it's their life. Um, when I do a session, my goal is to maybe give them a different um, view of what they're going through um, to maybe help organize some of their thoughts because sometimes, sometimes people just need to talk through what's happening and it helps them come up with their own conclusion. Um, but as far as, like in my, in my personal experience, I do not tell people what to do. And I, I do tell people upfront that that's not what I will do during sessions because and, and even if that's what they want me to do, it's not my place to tell them what to do in a situation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like that idea of providing different perspectives. But there are, I mean, there are a variety of counseling approaches out there Um, We do biblical counseling, which is based on the Bible. Um, You know, of course, we do get into some more practical things and some questions that aren't uh, directly word for word addressed in the Bible. And we still use the Bible as our foundation in that. Um, But, you know, and then you have Christian counselors, which, um, you know, to be a Christian counselor, you're you need your. The idea is you're Christian, and that's why you're going to be a Christian counselor, or you feel like that would be a good place for you to go to someone that has Christian beliefs. But, and that, you know, not necessarily is the Bible the basis of the counseling. Maybe the the worldview. Again, these are important questions I ask. You know, biblical counselors, Christian counselors, like. Questions if their approach uh, is something that you believe in. Um, ask them to explain how they approach their counseling. What is their counseling philosophy? Uh, even secular counselors, you need to, you know, again, ask what is their counseling philosophy? What do they focus on? Is, you know, is it something that's gonna be uh, ongoing for a long time or is it something that, you know, uh, their their idea is more to e- equip you um, and get you help you get in a better place and then uh, send you on your way with the idea of yeah we can you know get back in touch but um, you know the main issues that you came to deal with are either resolved or you have the tools going forward to know how to deal with those issues yourself and and feel confident in that um you know that's that's not every counselor's approach that's our approach but that's not every approach and not everybody is the same you know some people might finish you know after a couple of of weeks that's that's unusual but it happens in, in in some scenarios like sometimes people just need to share their story um and they and and they hear a perspective about their story from someone else. They just haven't had that safe space to share. Um,
1: Yeah, and I would say that um, the earlier, like, it's easier. It goes quicker if you're not overwhelmed. So um, sometimes I'll have somebody that maybe we went through a year of counseling sessions, um, of weekly counseling sessions, and then, um, you know, then we start spacing them out and then maybe they start feeling like they're um you know maybe we've gone three months without talking and they start feeling a little bit down or a little bit overwhelmed Um, I encourage them to reach out earlier rather than later because it's easier to it's quicker and easier to get on top of it um, while it's you know just starting to get there instead of letting those feelings kind of fester for a long time Um, so really yeah it depends on uh, it depends on a lot of things but um, there are instances where it doesn't take very long.
0: hmm Yeah, I think, you know, a, 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 a amount of weekly sessions that I, I, I tend to have in mind is uh, a goal, but that's that changes. But, like, an average, you know, might be 10 weeks in a row and then go to every other week and then for a little while and then and then stop, Uh generally there there's the opportunity to have that type of progression where it's every week and then every other week but not every again not every counselor is the same but um yeah it would be something to ask to ask about um and and another question involved in this is you know, can a counselor fix me some people have this idea that, okay, if I go into an office with a counselor, you know, they can fix me or they cannot fix me. And whatever happens in that, you know, hour a week <laughs> for however long um, is going to determine if I can be fixed or not. What, what, what do you think about that <laughs> thought?
1: Um, well,. People that have done counseling with me, and I, it like to me, the hour that we're together, it's kind of like, you know, when you're taking a college class, you go to the class for maybe three hours a week, and then you have a ton of homework and outside work. And really, it's that homework and stuff is when you're really learning, like applying what you're learning. And I think that's very similar to counseling. That hour that you meet with somebody, it's kind of like checking on homework from last week. And preparing for what you're going to do this following week. It's um, So, no. I, once again, I don't tell people what to do um, or how to live or I, just not my place to do that. So, um, if people want to get better, um, we talk about that people can't. If you are living the same way that you have been living and you're miserable, you're going to have to change something. Well, a counselor is not going to change that you'll have a person will have to make that choice they will have to make that choice to change something so um i think bad counseling can actually make it worse (laughs) so um i do think that it can get worse going to a counselor if you have a bad counselor but um if you want to get better it's really going to be the work you're going to put in the work
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah, there needs to be some homework um and doing the homework that the counselor assigns and that's a good indication for me as a counselor is this person serious about getting better because it's not going to happen just coming into an office like you have to take what you're hearing and um, learning and apply it and that can't just happen if you're just turning on for an hour a week and it doesn't go beyond the office
1: yeah. you can even look at it like going to the doctors right you go to the doctor they tell you that you know you have high blood pressure and you leave the office and you don't do anything else the doctor said you had high blood pressure like, it's not going to fix your high blood pressure problem you're going to need to take your medicine maybe change your diet maybe do some more exercises like you're going to have to put in the work to to make it better So, um, it's the same with mental health. Like, it
0: just takes effort. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's another one, another misconception. Uh, can a counselor make me do something I don't want to? (laughs) Um, no. (laughs) Yeah, nobody, I mean, unless you're, you know, it's your parent and you're a minor, um, there's not really this situation where you have uh, as an adult you know another adult like a counselor making you do something right it's you have the freedom to choose whether you want to do something or not that's your right
1: yeah i think i think this is an important thing for people to understand that um so, like, say you go to a counselor or you go to a psychiatrist and you go in for your first meeting or um, appointment, and, you know, you just don't click with that person. Like, they are don't listen to you maybe the way you want to be listened to, or they give you advice that you don't exactly, you know, believe in. You have complete power to, 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 to like, cancel seeing that person and choose somebody else to try. Yeah. And I think that's really freeing for people to hear that you're not obligated to continually show up to somebody that's not helping you or somebody that you don't like <laughs> there's plenty of luckily where we live there's a lot of options and um, mm-hmm. and especially now that things are online mm-hmm. uh, it's opened a lot more opportunities for you to be able to find somebody that you actually connect with mm-hmm. um, and that you could you can you can get help from you can open up and get help from
0: yeah
1: so um, no counselors can't tell you what to do.
0: Yeah, you can you can fire your counselor. Yeah. I mean, you're you're paying them. Uh, you can just choose to stop paying them and uh, go somewhere else. Um, yeah, there's sometimes where uh, going back to this idea of safety as well. With this idea in mind, um, you know, counselors are not allowed to divulge your specific information to other unauthorized people. So unless you specifically say, hey, I want this person to uh, receive, you know, my information, you know, uh, about what's going on, like with a kid, for instance, a minor, or, you know, someone under your care um, that you're looking out for, and that person wants you to, to know what's going on as well. Um, you know, that's that's not something to worry about. Specifically with minors though, it becomes an issue, right? If a counselor, uh, talking about parents with children, if a counselor counsels the child and doesn't give anything, any kind of information to the parents, like that's that is not very helpful it's
1: not because like what we said a lot of the work happens during the week so once a kid gets done with their session if the counselor doesn't explain to the parent what they went over and what the kid should be working on throughout the week um the kid forgets it the second that session is over the kid has moved on really quickly and we personally have had experience with this Um, one of our children wasn't was in counseling and they went for probably two months and just the counselor never would like explain to me what was, what they were working on and what we could do to help. And, uh, yeah, we ended up having to (laughs) fire, Fire, I guess in a way we just Mm -hmm. had to stop going to that person Mm because it just wasn't making any changes because there was nothing that we could, um, you know, do to help this child at home because we just didn't know.
0: Um, Yeah. It was very frustrating.
1: And I think another, another example would be, um, like Jody and I were in marriage counseling once with a secular counselor, and I think we went like maybe three sessions or four sessions, and then at the end of that counseling, she wanted she told us that she wanted to start meeting with me by myself, um, and yeah, that like didn't sit well with either one of us because we were going to marriage counseling, and basically all it did was like make a lot of anxiety you know for you because you didn't know what we were going to talk about and for me I didn't want to do like I was there for marriage counseling and that's what we were you know wanting to work on and so um again (laughs) we quit going to that person because it just wasn't a good fit for us
0: yeah I had forgotten about that (laughs) it wasn't I, I mean that's it was a very forgettable experience but now that you share that it does yeah, I, I kind of recall it a little bit, but no, they weren't, um, they weren't super helpful. And, you know, that can be frustrating. Um, that's why, you know, it, it's good to do research ahead of time, to ask questions ahead of time. But, you know, at any time, feel free to just end the, seeing that counselor and, and begin the search again. Um, consider it a learning experience. Here's another misconception. Uh, Some people think, you know, they start counseling. Is it something that they're going to have to go to ongoing, in an ongoing way for, like, the rest of their life or something?
1: Uh, Not if it's done right. Um, So it should not be a long-term thing. And long-term, I mean lifelong. You should get to a point, which is encouraging. You should get to a point where you're better, (laughs) like you're... You feel better, you're mentally better, you're spiritually better, that you're able to handle things without having to talk to the counselor, you know, every week. Hmm. Um, I think that they're always good to kind of have in your back pocket because, the like I said, struggles will come up again more than likely, so being able to reach out to them um, when you start feeling a little down or a little, you know, anxious, or um, so that way they all can get, kind of get ahead of it, but that doesn't mean that you have to constantly talk to the person. Um, so. I, at this moment, I am um, only seeing people that I've only seen for like a couple of weeks. I think at this point, so uh, I have seen people for over a year before. Oh, I guess I have one person that I've been seeing for close to a year now. Um, but overall, like most people, move out. They move pretty quickly. I mean, we stay in contact. I, I. I'm sure to let people know that you can reach me at this number. Um, You're free to call me and leave me a message or text message, and I'll get back to you when I can. Um, And sometimes I do. I do get messages, you know, randomly. But this is not... When I do counseling, it's not for the rest of your life. My goal is to get you to a point where you're able to do things on your own. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it shouldn't be a lifelong thing. Now, sometimes, like... People in more severe medical situations can have, like, an ongoing therapy or something, which is a little bit different Um, than, you know, coming to someone with a problem, you know, them helping you walk through that problem, and uh, and then giving you the tools going forward on how to navigate that problem yourself. You no, know, this is a different type of situation. Um,
1: yeah, I think especially if medication is involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I I recommend it to um, anybody that's looking for like medicine for mental health issues. Definitely see a psychiatrist. Um, I feel like, um, well, just on our personal experience, seeing a psychiatrist made a huge difference because they monitor. Our psychiatrist monitors very well the medications and the person taking the medications. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we know that it's, we're having an effect, a good effect, and with the least amount of bad effects. Um, and so with those kind of cases, that's I mean like that's once a month, like and that will probably be once a month for um, for our family until they're off that medicine Um, Mm -hmm. and that i think that's smart like i think that's good it's not necessarily counseling it's just um just really assessment of the medicines i guess um Mm -hmm. but in that the psychiatrist does ask some questions about you know and give suggestions on how to help certain things so
0: yeah there's a there's a minor counseling aspect as well because i mean in any situation medicine isn't the fix-all Um, No matter what, I mean, you're always going to have to do something else in addition. Medicine is just like a tool that in some situations can help. Um, But again, you shouldn't be taking advice from your... Uh, Really, about medication from really anyone other than medical professionals. Yeah, Um, sure. You know, some people will read an article and make up their mind well there's there's pretty much an article that says a positive and negative about every food about every medicine about just a much ev just about everything
1: pretty much if you want to believe something you can find an article that will back you up yeah but i mean if you want to go down to seriousness you can look up you know peer-reviewed articles which even those i mean statistics you can make statistics show what you want but um, normally peer-reviewed articles will have a little bit uh, sounder information so if you're actually wanting to research things I'd recommend that
0: yeah and it's a good rule of thumb that I mean you should be able to find it from more than one reputable source um, not just go off of one, one thing you find and make all of your decisions based off that well um, yeah as far as you know, counseling misconceptions, um, I think this is this is some of the big ones, some of the main ones. Um, can you think of any others offhand? I think,
1: I think we've covered most of all that we've...
0: Yeah. Some people, some people don't want to go to a counselor because they don't think they're in bad enough of a condition to go to a counselor.
1: I think so this is my idea on this kind of stuff so um, so so, say somebody comes to me and they're very very depressed so the very first thing that we're going to do is we're going to work through to try to get them to not be depressed right so a lot of times that's making sure their routine is good um, like setting up a, a, a system of, like, seeing what's good in their life. Anyways, there's, like, a bunch of stuff that we get to, right? Yeah, and
0: finding out, like, why they're depressed.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, then the next step is, yeah, we're going to think back and think of triggers of maybe possible triggers of why you went into depression. And this is not if it's chemical, right? If it's chemical, you don't necessarily have that many triggers. It can just be an imbalance. But if they're, if it's not, there can be triggers that cause you to go into your depression. So being able to see those as triggers um, and then the other step is to see what helped bring you out of it so for not not every person is exercise going to bring them out of a depression but for some people being outside and exercising does make them feel better and helps their mental state so going through and um, seeing what are those things that help me those are done this thought process of thinking of triggers and things that help you is done better when you can't do it when you're in a depression. It works better when you are more sound minded.
0: So you're saying don't wait until you're worse.
1: Right. To it go to a be, counselor. I if mean, you think,
0: you know, I, I shouldn't go to a counselor, I'm not to that at point yeah. that's that's not the right way to handle. it. You should be more proactive. It would in be your easier on you in the
1: long run if, if you come out of depression quicker and easier more than likely if you don't let it go for a long time and that's that goes for a lot of mental illnesses um so yeah early being able to get into it early like that makes it easier
0: Why, why why put off getting better sooner you know and why choose to live in a miserable state with ongoing issues if maybe going to a counselor might help uh why not just try it out uh it's it's definitely worthwhile um for you personally, for your walk with God, for your ability to serve God, your way you relate to others. Um, yeah.
1: This can go into like marriage counseling too. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much any type of counseling, you know, if your marriage is kind of having a rough spot, mm-hmm. it's better to get into counseling earlier than wait till it's on the brink of divorce. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, honestly, we, we, we both have experienced times, not specifically with marriage, but You know other things like where people came in but it was really too late for what they like they had already made up their mind on a major issue that had they come up earlier like a major life decision if had they come earlier they might have been able to work through some things to potentially make a different Different life life life-changing decision uh, not not that maybe that wasn't how it was supposed to be, but just because something happens doesn't mean that God wills for it to happen, right? God wills, he desires for all people to be saved, but not all people accept, uh, repent and accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And just like God knows that we're going to do the things we do and not do the things we don't do, that doesn't mean that he doesn't desire that we make uh better decisions uh, and he'll know if we're going to do that as well so uh but it's still up to us we have a choice in the matter um of of how uh of what decisions we're going to make uh and so there it's better to get help sooner rather than later even if you think like uh my i'm minor uh no there's there's If you sense a problem at all, uh, it's worthwhile uh, visiting uh, a counselor. Why
1: not? not?
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, and I think hopefully this has been beneficial uh, for all of you out there. Uh, We will continue this season uh, for several episodes and uh, hope that you've enjoyed it. If you'd like to recommend any specific things for us to discuss during the season, uh, you, you can contact us um, through, through our website, heartwaycare.org. Uh, so until next time, this has been the Heartway Podcast, where we seek to help with issues at the source.